Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Screen Chronicles. I am Steve, and with me, as always, is Colby Fraser Griffin of the okay, McKenzie okay. clan. That's right. I'd be proud. I would be proud to be a Fraser McKenzie. Yes. And today we are talking about season three of Outlander. If you right. don't know what the show is, it's a show on stars. Uh, it was a show we got into and and now we're covering the third season. We're going to do a little re- spoiler free review here and then we're going to get into some recaps. You guys know what's going on. We're super excited about the show because season six is coming out um, in early 2022. Outlander news here is the the next book by the author that this this series is based on diana gabaldon's books uh the ninth book in the series go tell the bees that i am gone is set to come out november 23rd 2021 here so this is coming up it's running up on us here so if you are a fan of the books you are gonna be delighted it's coming up absolutely so uh, without any further ado, we're going to get into a spoiler-free kind of recap of season three. You know what, Steve? Season three, going back and re-watching it, might be one of my favorite seasons. It dev- Especially for me, the beginning, um, I really wasn't sure where it was going to go. There was this staying spoiler-free, a big thing that was set up from the previous two seasons happened and ended very early in the season. And then I was like, well, where did this, this show go? The different characters are separated and, and going on. And there's these giant time jumps. And you're just like, like, what is the show going to be about? And it starts to become about different relationships. And then we do eventually get back to adventure and stuff like that. I would say, though, uh, the second half of the season, which is more of the, the adventure doing stuff, I enjoyed it, but I honestly, I liked the first half where the show was kind of reinventing itself. Um, I really liked that. I think the most and some of my favorite moments and some of my, my other favorite moments from the season are in the second half as well, but some of my favorite moments are most of them. I I would say are probably in the first half of the season. Yeah. And I can think of one in particular. We'll get to the spoiler later and you know me, I don't cry very often when watching things um and it's not by choice i wish i could cry more i just he just doesn't have a soul i don't have a soul but there is one part um that stuck with me from the beginning half the early half of season three that just i was bawling like it just got me very emotional season and one thing i gotta give a lot of props to the um directors and the producers of the show um, the editors of the show. There are so many time jumps this season early on. Mm. And it's kind of backtracking compared to where we were in season two. And then picking also picking up where we were after season two. It's just all these kind of time jumps. And then they executed it pretty flawlessly, which I don't think was pro- probably was not an easy task to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really crushed it as far as that. It was very easy to follow. And if you'd been watching the first couple seasons, you know, I, I think it really kind of watching these two parallel worlds happening at the same time, uh, really well done. And we'll, yeah. we'll get back into the details of that for sure here in a second. Definitely. It was, I thought it was seamless too. Yeah. Like you said, this was 
some of the most emotional things were, were mm. going on in this one. I'd have to say there is a big thing as far as something that was set up that to me, I felt like it, it didn't hit the spot. It didn't deliver right. that giant moment to me. Well, let's just put it this way. Basically season one and two, um, because Claire knows the future, she knows that the certain point in history is about to happen. And they build up to it the entire first two seasons as if it's like this Ragnarok type event that's going to happen. Yes. And I, I would agree with you. I do think what they showed looked amazing. Yes. But it was brief. Uh, and and I, we're actually probably going to start there here in the spoiler review um, in a second here. But I, I would agree with you. I, I wanted more of a sort of Battle of Rohan type. Mm hmm battle or maybe something that the last kingdom might do which it doesn't really feel like they did that no i i needed it i sh they needed a full episode i know dedicated they, to this and it was snapshots it felt like it gave it was snapshots you know. the actual events of it were probably less than even an eighth of the episode is there anything else that you didn't like about the season though colby not really actually this season has some fantastic twists in it I meet some of my favorite characters. No, I, I really don't have a whole lot of flaws with this season. I thought the acting was on point. There's some things that frustrate, frustrate me as far as the story goes, but it, it, it makes a good story. So, you know, I'm not complaining about that. You got to have those things to make a good story. Yeah. That's how solid of a season this was. What about I, you? I would agree. The second season, there were a lot of, if you, if you listen to our season two talk, you know, there was a bunch of things that to me, there was just giant jumps in logic or there just wasn't logic yeah. present and and you could argue this is an emotional decision blah 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 uh, i didn't feel like that this in in this season though i never had a moment where i was like oh what the heck why is this person doing this i never yeah. felt like that the the big moment just that i wanted to happen rohan did not happen yeah yeah and a certain character's death wasn't as sad as, sad as oh yeah I, I will go there i will go there there was a character's death that was not satisfying. Yeah. Uh, it's all kind of tied into that moment. And in fact, I, I really don't love the way they did that death. And again, we're going to talk about that early on here. Yeah. So hold tight. We'll hold tight. Otherwise, the second half of the season, like I said, it was, it was still good. It just didn't feel like it had that same weight as the last two season finales as far as building up to something. True. Um, you know, like we said, there was this giant event that the first two seasons were like teasing you with this, this is sort of happen. foreboding thing yes yeah. and then there's major they were trying to avoid yeah they were trying to avoid it in the first two seasons and they couldn't you know mm -hmm. so now there's sort of this sense of like oh well the whole world's open they can do you know yeah there's no sort of foreboding there's no something yeah you end on a cliffhanger as far as you know that something new is going to happen but there's nothing totally. that's like like oh well here's here's the next thing but I would say this season wraps up a little bit more at the end than the previous two seasons. Certainly the last season left on a big cliffhanger. This one, I feel like kind of puts a little bit of a bow um, by the end of it. Yeah. And then, and then it can have a kind of a fresh start. And I would also say too, I didn't feel as like emotionally scarred by this season True. As, True. As, as some of the past ones. There was not as much, uh, sexual violence in this one i i think there were some instances where it was gonna happen i i can't remember i don't think off the top of my head anything did happen not saying that anything mm -hmm. that was gonna so. happen was good 
So, I mean, that was something too. It's kind of nice to get away from that. Right. Um, so let's, let's just drop uh, a score here. Let's talk about what out of 10, Colby, how do you given this zero is, is just, you know, the crap, the, the worst of season two, we're in France. That's no, a zero. No, come on. France wasn't that bad. <laughs> 10, 10 out of 10 is like wedding night. Claire and Jamie, right? Let's, let's go there. <laughs> I'm going to go with a solid 9 out of 10. Time is now. Aye. Sire, give the command to charge while there is still a chance. That's exactly mine, too. And I'm not just copying you. It's, it's a solid 9. I want... I would very much like to kiss you. Like I said, the, just the second half to me didn't have that that feeling of here's the next giant event they set up something that is going to be very pivotal to them but it didn't feel like what the end of season two Culloden's coming or claire went home so on and so forth so that was the only thing that brought it down otherwise i liked it i enjoyed it the whole way throughout and i like that it sort of reinvented itself um yeah as it's going me too that was our spoiler free section. We're going to get into spoilers. Now we're going to recap it. We're going to talk about those things. We couldn't talk about at the beginning here. Uh, make sure if you're not already like subscribe, follow us. We're on, this is on YouTube podcast. If you're watching or listening, check out the other one too, and make sure to check us out on all the social media that we have linked in the description below. Absolutely. And so without any further ado you have been warned spoiler warnings are out there we're going to start talking about the details all right so it begins right in the pretty much the battle collided i mean at the end of it so and this is this is one thing that i i really did not like about the season is the battle collided should have been an entire episode this should have been it should have been ketten hall from the last kingdom this should have been like you said, uh, from two towers, this should have been uh, Helm's Deep. And and you know what? They they took an artistic decision to kind of have Jamie laying there amongst the dead and wounded while these British uh, soldiers, because everybody knew the British one. They knew that going into the battle. Um, Jamie basically went into that battle knowing he was going to lose because of what Claire told him. And he made the choice to go anyway. He could have gone, you know, tried to run away with Claire, but he did not. Um, so that just says a lot about Jamie's character. But we see Jamie's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, noble. He's noble. He's noble and, uh, and willing dumb. to die for his country and his and his his men, too. But they had been building. I mean, it seemed every episode they're talking about the Battle of Kalan and how important Especially it's going to be. Two exactly and it's just all of season two was every episode they were either trying to stop it or they were trying to win and so what i will say about it the way they do it is jamie is laying you know he's wounded he's probably thinking he's gonna die right now he starts having these flashbacks all the way from when um at the end of season two when he had claire go through the stones and it shows him riding back to the camp with his men and it shows this amazing charge he does. He's like wearing uh, just just white, loose-fitting shirt that he wears. 
no like armor you know what i mean it's like so mm-hmm. raw just a kilt and sword and kilt and sword mm-hmm. and just with men and the smoke around them the lighting was perfect yeah so let me say the the i liked the artistic style as far as they started out showing him on the battlefield just bodies piled up i mean this was a massacre right this was right this was dudes with swords and shields running across an open field at the 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 best military of its time on the planet with, with yeah. guns <laughs> cannons i mean yeah <clears throat> so i mean this was the, the definitive end of the jacobite rebellion which was the scottish and there was also french and in other um groups as well that were trying to bring charles uh prince charles in as the king of yep. scotland so <clears throat> this was the definitive end bam it, it's done here Culloden ended that Poo. Uh, so I love that they did do the bodies piled up. They're showing this. Yeah. But the the battle is told like through just glimpses from his moaning and groaning on this pile. There's this British soldier on him. And I knew exactly who it was as soon as I noticed there was a red coat on top of him. And I was like, that looks oddly like sexually placed almost too. I was like, yeah, was that intentional? And I was like, no, nah, maybe I'm reading too much into that. But it it was. And so that makes no sense to me. So I like just just to go on some negative thoughts here. Like I said, (laughs) the the battle, it looked film, the filming, the photography. It Um, looked like they filmed like tons of awesome stuff. Yeah. Loved it. Looked Um, great. The way the fire lit up at that one point. Yeah. Smoke visually was amazing. It was awesome. And I, I bet you there's this awesome tons of awesome footage that if they would have just laid it out they could have had like a 20 minute episode and i think the battle in real life lasted less than a few hours so i mean you you might have been able to even show the entire battle on an episode of television <laughs> i know and like that would have been I an wish. awesome like tv experiment anyway though getting back to the actual yeah. execution of it though jamie does lock eyes with jack randall and I was just like, oh, man, here, here we, go. we go. Here we go. And they fight. But it's like this weird, like sexual dance thing. Like they're yeah. like, inner, they're not like fighting, like head on head like they did even when they dueled. It's just like this weird, like they like grapple in front of each other. They're just like rubbing backs and butts on each other and stuff. And then like even when like the, the battle's dying down, it's just like Jamie and him left and and just like all right like this is kind of nice and gritty and real they're just kind of fatigued trying to survive and and just his death is just like a simple stab and it's just like you know like well, he, this... and he keeps fighting after that stab too yeah and then they just so, collapse on top of each other th- that's like, the part i didn't like was that like i'm fine because i know blackjack randall has his demented weird feelings toward jamie mm-hmm. and i'm fine if blackjack randall wanted to do that thing where he kind of like touches Jamie's like chest and oh look at that look at that guy <laughs> Ew. stink bug eat it eat it eat it so startled so startled <laughs> so startled so startled okay well sorry where was I I'm okay with because of his demented feelings but what I didn't like was that Jamie kind of like gave into that and like just like almost accepted blackjack randall's sort of weird death embrace 
and just like let let Jack Black Randall like fall into his chest and yeah. they, maybe maybe we you know the argument's going to be well Jamie was just so tired that he couldn't fight anymore you know they both are so f- fatigued that they just collapsed on each other but it looked romantic they really I feel like they really made a point to make that was it was clearly what they intentionally where, did where I don't think that's super fitting of Jamie's character. I feel like Jamie should have at that point when Blackjack Randall tried to like look romantic, just taken that bam, just that's what yeah. smashed him there. But, there should have been something more satisfying with the death there. Should have been like a definitive like kick him in the teeth and watch him fall and then you fall. I don't know. A something. guttural scream, like like a yeah. this the only thing I can compare to the way Blackjack Randall mistreated Jamie is the way Ramsey from Game of Thrones mistreated um, Reek. With, the, with Reek was. was I can't remember his name. I haven't watched the show and, since season eight. And when Jon Snow just just screams and just beats the crap out of him with his fist. That's the kind of finish I wanted for um, Blackjack Randall and, and Jamie. I wanted Jamie to just get absolute you know, satisfaction. And I wanted that satisfaction. I wanted the satisfaction for me, for him. And and you could be like, like, what do you say? And two guys can't be. Listen, they weren't ever romantic. This was a man who raped and abused another man, branded him, psychologically abused his wife, psychologically abused tons of other people. His sister tried to rape his sister. This is not a romance. This is not like some star-crossed lovers who went their separate ways and ended up on different sides. This was, this was straight up an abusive fucking evil dude. You know, like this guy needed to die, like just completely separate from any sort of love thing with Jamie. Like what the hell was that? Yeah. Jamie never had any sort of affectionate feelings towards him or anything. He, he was confused and traumatized after this because of all the, True. The, the psychological manipulation and physical manipulations from old Jack Black, but it was so unsatisfying. When I watched it, I was like, that's it? I this know. is, this is least, how Ramsey dies? This is how least, Count Dooku dies? Gotten, you know, I was more satisfied in season two when he got stabbed in the dick Yes, than I was when he, when he actually died. Yes, yes. If you look up on YouTube right now, I don't know if this is a copyright thing, people. I'm not trying to hurt the copyrights, but there is a YouTube version of the battle and the fight all edited together without the cuts in between. And it's in chronological order. So it's like it goes from Prince Charles talking to the charge. And and when you're actually watching the battle, it is kind of jumped around. There's like the charges at one point, then the fighting's at one point, and then uh, it's it's kind of all over the place. So if you watch that, it's kind of they even have the clash. They have the charge and the clash yeah. with the soldiers, which was cool. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Uh, um, it just, it was a little too, like the, the memories he was having were just so quick and just snippet, snippet, snippet. Just would have re- liked a little bit more fleshed out battle. Now, let me, t- let me say this. Had this been a battle that was not hyped up as much as it was, mm-hmm. if it was just some other random mm-hmm. battle, it would have been perfect because from a filmmaking and editing standpoint, it was, it was beautiful. I mean, it was a beautiful way to show the events that happened. 
but you and I are kind of greedy when it comes to battles. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted more. I thought that I don't, I don't of- want to take anything away from the people who like when they made it, um, because it did look amazing and it was pretty cool to watch, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, it was made well. I'm not yeah. denying that. And I don't know. I don't know if, if the book, if it just, it doesn't even mention it or if it just covers it briefly. And maybe that's why they were like, well, we just got to speed through this. We got to get through. There's maybe a ton a of budget story. thing, maybe a budget thing. I, you know, I don't know. They, cause they filmed the battle and it's just, yeah, why they didn't, didn't film show it. all of it. Yeah. Why didn't you show more? Why didn't you make it longer? And, and why didn't you? Uh, so that's my complaint is the fact mm-hmm. that one, it's, it was so short the, and it was delivered us through just snippets that weren't in order. And the fact too, that the, the worst villain probably in almost any other show or movie that you I've can, seen, you could make that argument. He's a really good villain as far as he brings so much dread in every time he just shows up on screen like oh my god totally what is this guy gonna do you're even in a public place and you're just like what is this guy gonna do and and this is his death was just this weird romantic fall it's not like this awesome satisfying kill or again i don't know if the books did that if the books did i didn't i don't like that either so <laughs> i don't care if yeah. that's the source i would say very let down by the battle of Kalad. Uh, especially with all the hype that went into it and the way season two ended uh, and the fact that Randall just didn't get his death that I wanted. Yep. I would agree. And so as Jamie's laying there, he has this, you know, sort of hallucination that Claire walks up to him in a white dress. Uh, and it turns out it's uh, Rupert, <laughs> our guy, Rupert. <laughs> Cause they, you know, it wouldn't have been great if Rupert just showed up in that, that white dress. dress. Yeah. <laughs> Just like his hairy body, just yeah. his round, hairy body just showing through. <laughs> oh, what amazing. Rupert takes Jamie to a little house where some of the surviving Jacobites are camping out, hoping they can uh, sort of wait there for the British to leave, maybe, and maybe have a chance to escape. You know, but they, they kind of talking how, how many British soldiers are out there, like nobody can leave this place. And soon enough, they the British come in and find all these uh, survivors. And so now they're prisoners. And as Melton, I think, and he yeah. comes in, he basically says, you know, you are all sentenced to death because you're traitors. You know, Jacobites, you're all traitors. So under the king's law, that's uh, punishable by death. And I think Rupert or Jamie, I can't remember which one asks, like, so are we to be, I think Rupert asks, like, are we to be hanged then? And um, this guy goes, no, you're to be shot like soldiers, which we come to learn about this character, this um, British, I don't know what his rank was, mm. but uh, he's def- he's in command here. Some sort of officer. Some This British officer that um, he's actually very honorable. There comes a time later when once they've executed all the people who are able to stand where one of his men comes up to him and is like, hey, should we uh, shoot the rest of them like where they are, like laying down and stuff? And he's like, what the fuck? Like yeah no like good no god sh- man stand him up yeah, he, yeah he's like prop no, up if they need to he's like no one is gonna be shot laying down on my chart like on my command and i was like okay like this guy i love cool dude like there's a lot of cool like, dudes okay. that like just show up like that in the show yeah because there's something and, like just evil despicable people so then and, when and he's like disgusted at his own man would even like suggest yeah. that like, what? what dude yeah. like, he like shakes his head 
And he even like, uh, you know, unfortunately, this is where we lose one of our beloved bros, like one of our oh. OG Scottish bros, Rupert. We this lost is... last season. We lost Angus, like his best friend. We lost Dougal. We lost Dougal. We've, we've yeah. lost every other Scottish bro, I think. Yeah. This is, I mean, he's well, the last Well, Murtaugh is, Murtaugh, not Murtaugh. Murtaugh. Murtaugh, we saw him fighting, but we don't see where he ends up um, after the battle. Yeah. They're kind of asking, he's like asking, does anybody want to volunteer to be shot next, basically? And eventually, Rupert, he's kind of talking to Jamie, and he says some farewells to Jamie, as Jamie is very wounded. He can't even get up. And Rupert's just like, I and it's just like, oh man, he says something like, you know, try to keep up, I carry a quick pace. Yeah, and you see the British officer kind of smile at that, mm -hmm. just like, like there's there's a respect there between them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That was awesome. Uh, the guy eventually realizes who uh, Jamie is, and yeah. we find out that he is. Um, actually the brother to John Gray, who is this kid that snuck up on Jamie in season two, tried yeah. to knife him while he was taking a leak. And then Jamie ended up pretending like he was going to abuse Claire in front of him. And he got information about where the British troops were and they, they ransacked their base at night. And right. then that guy ended up then swearing vengeance on Jamie, but he owed him a debt because Jamie wasn't going to kill him. He was going to tie him to a tree. Right. So he owned him a debt of honor. Yes. So this brother now, who knows about this, heard it was Jamie. Right. Owes him this debt of honor. He's like, ah, oh, shit. When he, <laughs> when he hears the name. Yeah, he is. He's like, yeah, he is. It's like, ah, oh, shit. And then his own man again goes to him and is like, he's like, let's just put a, give him another name and we can kill him. <laughs> and the guy is just like, looks at him again, like, what a piece of shit you are. Like, no. <laughs> like, like, then I'm going to live the rest of my life dishonorably. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he does end up saying, making a plan to free Jamie. And, you know, he goes to Jamie and tells him all everything. Like, you know, you probably don't, you know, I don't know if you remember John Gray, but you saved his life. So I owe you a debt of honor. He goes back to his man. He's like, look, we'll, we'll put him on a cart. He's not likely to survive anyway, but at least then it's not on my family's name. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. So it's not that he was being a superhero. But he does live with honor and he, he did the bare minimum. He did. He did the bare minimum, but um, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool because a lot of other soul, like if it wasn't him, how many other British officers would do that? You know? Yeah. Especially being red Jamie, because he's like the most notorious bad guy for them. Pretty cool um... character. I thought I thought and we see him again later on. And I was like, you know, I always thought that was pretty cool of him. Jamie ends up getting sent home and we, he eventually ends up at Lollybrook. Um, meanwhile, yeah. though, the, this episode, though, to Claire, like we said, she went back to the future at the end of the battle or the beginning of the battle. She went back before the battle. Jamie right. sent her through because she turned out she was pregnant. He didn't want her to die. Um, and we saw in season two, we saw all of this kind of future stuff. It's, the timing is jumps around so much like mm -hmm. We saw her living in the future, but at the end of season two, we saw when she got sent to the future, if you know what I mean. Yeah, she's, she's um, back in the 1940s at this point. Yeah. The time, the parallel times. So right now they are in the the 1740s and she's in the, the 1940s. And it's just these two timelines are going on at the same 
like time parallel right. to each other. Right. She goes back, like, like we talked about in the last one, she's just being a complete bitch to Frank, but Frank's right. like, Hey, like I'm going to step up, try and make this work. So they move in together. They go to Boston and it's just not working out well. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, she's there. There's yeah. just no physical chemistry between them. Frank is trying to be a nice dude, but she does just doesn't care. And it's just, he is, he's, he's trying hard. And I mean, Frank, imagine dude. put yourself in that position. Like you did nothing wrong. Your wife disappears. She comes back pregnant with another man's child. And he's like willing. He's like, he believes all the things that would sound absurd. If somebody told you, and he's willing to give this a chance, you know, and like he did ask, like, you need to forget about the past, though, like and Claire won't let go of the past. Her feelings for Jamie are too strong, um, which you can't blame her for either. But it's it is apparent that when they get to Boston, they are trying like she is being civil with him, mm-hmm. where in season two, like before they went, she was like totally like blocking him out. She was being mean to him. which was really frustrating in season two because he didn't do anything wrong. And now it looks like she's trying. Mm -hmm. And then over the course of the episode and the next episode, it's starting to fall apart. Like it's just not going to work. Yeah. They end up raising Jamie's daughter, Jamie and Claire's daughter, Frank and Claire do Brianna together and moving into Boston and he gets a teaching job. And then the next episode, yeah, Harvard. And then she ends up eventually going to med school. Uh, But then which was not common for women at the time either. And and it's really funny too. some of the the absolute misogynistic nature of like these Harvard professors toward Claire. Like at one point, like she's like uh, or or Frank's like, yeah, she served as the royal a nurse in the royal um, army or whatever. And. And the freaking professor is like, oh, well, you must have been relieved when you got to go back home and do womanly stuff like cook and clean and <laughs> just like, what the hell? Yeah, that, but that was, was a different time, different time. Uh, uh, that would that would have been very frustrating. Um, I know she's she's a very intelligent woman. Yeah, well, not that not just that, but she's like lived through crazy stuff, you know, way crazier stuff than any of these mm. men have lived through. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Going back in time. So. And, and, and with that, too, because of the time, she ends up becoming friends with Joe Abernathy, who's who's a black man also going in in the yeah. same class as her. Um, and also, obviously, in the 40s or the 60s, uh, whenever she starts school, I think it's the 40s still, whenever they start school, that neither of them are, are top dogs in the world here, right. um, to say the least. So they kind of form a bond there. You can see right off the bat when they meet. Um, Uh, Also, though, so then after the battle, some years go by, uh, Jamie has become a a hairy caveman um, (laughs) living in a cave next to Lollybrook where his sister uh, Jenny and his best friend, who is her husband, Ian, and they just are pumping out kids like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. Uh, You don't even know. I don't even know all the names. And when I was looking up today, apparently one of them is named Young Jamie. Yeah, no, I, I when I was rewatching, I saw that. I was like, oh, um, damn. he's not he's not that important to the show. No, he just I was just thinking it's funny that they had a young Jamie and that wasn't really critically like has one line and then walks away. <laughs> yeah. And, and Fergus is there, too, because he took back the deed before the battle. If you remember that, when Jamie signed it over him and Claire's name, which was like another connection to the future. Um, mm-hmm. So he, that and- he's also living there. 
And, you know, Lolly Brook looks like a happy place as ever, but Jamie is still a wanted man. So that's why um, these red coats keep checking up on Ian and Jenny to like see, you know, where the hell is red Jamie? You know, where you guys better not be lying to us about him. And, and of course they are, they're, they're keeping his, um, trying not to blow his cover. Mm. And then they showed Jamie and he's like got long hair, long beard, hardly recognizable. He's hunting. He like carries this giant buck back and uh, he like, thinks he sees claire when he comes back but obviously she's not there and he like doesn't talk when we first see him and people are talking to him and he's just in a in you know his own head and he's a mute won't say a word at first he's like a mute it's what it seems like um i think he does talk i don't know if it's that episode next time he like comes back into the town yeah he talks in this one uh when he's still Oh, Harry, I think he talks to Fergus when Fergus comes to visit him or something. Well, that well, he comes back and he's like, I'm here to check the ledgers ledgers. And so because the the British just keep hounding Lallybrook here, they keep bringing Ian in to for questioning every now and then. And then eventually uh, Fergus gets chased down by a couple of these British soldiers and they end up chopping oh. off his hand. So frustrating. Oh, my God. This kid. This kid. So that's that's what sends jamie over and he's just like you know like i'm gonna turn myself in i'm gonna end this so they can leave you guys alone so you guys can live your life and then i'm fine being in prisons all the time so so yeah jenny sends down like her handmaiden or servant or something yeah yeah to uh physically please old jamie here so that was kind of interesting too because i think also this like around this episode we're seeing claire is like trying to be physical with her husband but she's just imagining jamie in her head and closing her eyes exactly poor guy and and he says that to her he's like when i'm with you i'm with you like i think of you and when you're with me you think of him and this is where you know frank has been trying so hard to connect with claire Mm. and make this thing work raise this kid happily and and have a marriage and this is like the kind of the breaking point i think where he then i don't think they necessarily say it then but they had made an agreement after this that like we're free to see other people basically like Mm. we won't tell our daughter and we won't make it public but like we kind of find out later when claire is at talking to frank at the table and she's actually all of a sudden trying to be more Active and her life's going good for her. She's like working. She's, um, and she, I think she's trying to like make an effort now with Frank. And she's like, We go to a movie later. We could go see this movie. Do you want to see this movie? And he's like, Oh, actually, I've already seen, uh, you know, those movies you recommended. And we're like, Oh, you know, he went to see him. And they basically says, You know, I'm sorry. Like we had agreed that we could see other people. And Claire's like, Oh, yeah. So then we find out that Frank has kind of, ventured out and is now seeing another person good which him. was kind of which was surprising it was like oh man frank like yeah and it, and you're thinking like good for him because like dude um, he deserves to be happy he deserves to be happy he's been a he good guy happy. this entire show mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah it's and it's so frustrating um but, this whole uh, story is kind of sad but yeah you know it it sucks but uh, but also to Jamie with this girl, it's also so at the same time, it's kind of showing that they're moving on, that they're yeah, they're they're getting on with their lives. So it, it, it kind of makes you feel frustrated because you're just like, oh, like the whole time, you're just like, when are they getting back together? 
Yeah. It just it just seems like they just keep getting further apart. And then and and the idea is too that you know Claire in her head during this whole time is just assuming Jamie's dead. Yeah. Because there were like no survivor, there are very few survivors from Culloden. And Jamie, on the other hand, wanted to die after the battle. Like when even when that uh, John Gray's brother was like, I'm gonna save you because we owe you, and he's just like, No, 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 just kill me. Just mm. please kill me. Like <laughs> don't save me. And so like Jamie never planned to continue living after this and now i think it took some time for him to let claire go so this is a step moving forward past claire yeah. and i think it did help him especially after seeing fergus all of a sudden he realizes what he needs to do to protect his family yeah and he goes to jenny and he says look i want you to call the officers and i want you to you know tell them you found me that way they'll never assume you were helping me mm-hmm and I'm going to turn myself in uh, or, you know, they're going to arrest me. And then, yeah, you guys it's will going to seem like you're in on the, the trap to get me. Yeah, that's what they do. And uh, Jenny doesn't want to do it. You know, she's like, no, let's keep hiding. You know, she loves her brother. But at the same time, like, I think she does realize that with all the kids and everything, this is best. Mm-hmm. So that's what they do. They do. And he ends up getting sent to uh, a prison. Um, and then another just giant amount of time goes by. Bree gets older. That's when we see that uh, Frank and Claire have drifted apart. She's now practicing, I think, a surgeon now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Jamie has been uh, sort of the the spokesman for the the Jacobite prisoners. This prison has a lot of the Jacobite prisoners. They get this new um, warden of the prison. And at first, I didn't realize who it was, you know, come to find out that this is Lord John Gray, who has just become the warden of this prison. And he asks to see Jamie. And the reason why at first is like, well, it seems like you're having these meetings with the old warden. You know, you, you could speak up for the prisoners, yada, yada, yada. Let's continue that going. OK, great. And it's pretty cool. At, you know, the first time he showed up, I thought this guy was I thought Lord John Gray was going to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Just the way he reacted when he found out Jamie was there. Yeah. I was like, oh, crap. It seems like he doesn't like Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he has Jamie in and he's like literally talking to him at first. And he's kind of like. He sees a rat in his own office. He's like, get a cat in here. And he's talking to Jamie and he's like, do you guys have rats in your cells? And Jamie's like tons. And he's like, get cats in the cells. Like, that's not cool. Jamie's like, actually, they're not going to like you for that because that's what they eat, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like Lord Gray and Lord John Gray is like, that's horrible. I'm going to change all this, you know? Yeah, so he's gonna do what he can, but he he doesn't have all the resources. He can only do what you know what he works. But he's fair, so we're we're learning that this Lord John Gray guy, all right, he seems like a good dude. What ends up happening is he asks Jamie for a hand with this one prisoner who comes mm-hmm. back. He's all crazy. He's like all crazy and just spouting things randomly, and it's in French, Scottish, or something, or like yeah. French Gaelic. And they're trying to learn about this gold this, or this treasure. Yeah. Like on this island. So uh, Jamie gets this, uh, understands what it is. And Jamie's been getting all these special privileges. He ends up using this time that they've been going out now hunting to get food instead of eating rats. And he sneaks away with the help of some of the other prisoners. And he goes to the island because he also heard and he reveals later that this white lady or this white witch or something. Yes was on the island so he's like oh go see claire maybe she's there and by the way murtaugh's in this prison too oh yeah murtaugh's there bad shape 
he's like sick. real bad shape um and he tells murtaugh about this white lady and they're kind of talking like you don't think it could be her after all these years this can't be her and you know so they're starting to think like is this referring to claire because claire was madame blanche in france blanche. you know she was the, the, the white, white lady. lady so so yeah he and he goes to the island and when he comes back then uh who we know is john gray i think he was going by william gray or something like that some other name or just yeah. maybe he's just lord gray or i don't know jamie ends up actually sneaking up on him yeah when he's out having search parties look for jamie and he does the same thing that lord uh john gray tried to do to him when he was a right. kid the kid who snuck up on him in season two but he successfully does it john gray's turned away and he grabs a sword and he could have killed him if he wanted to but then jamie offers his life up and that's when he reveals that he knows that he is john gray right and he's like oh and this is how you should have done it uh sort of thing so it was, yeah it was a pretty kind it's of awesome. powerful moment and full yeah. circle sort of thing because he's got the sword and lord gray is like i gave you an honor like a debt of honor mm-hmm. you know and he's like then you promise to kill me and then he puts a sword in the ground and he's like, go ahead. I'm getting, you know, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Come on, do, do it. But he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it. Because they've been kind of friends. They've been hanging out, talking. About they had been playing chess, stuff, playing chess. Because Jamie got really good at that in season two. Yeah. Because he was a wine merchant and businessman out of nowhere. <laughs> After eating grass in a horse pen. (laughs) There is another moment after this when they're having deep, deep talks in Lord John Gray's chamber. Jamie opens up that he had a wife. Yeah. And and he had told him before that she was gone. And now he's telling him more about her leaving and things like that. And uh, John Gray opens up about having another officer who understood him. And I was right. like, I wonder what they're, are they hinting at what I think they're hitting at? Yeah. Yeah. And they are. Um, they are. Lord John Gray, he's gay. And he kind of says this in the sort of read between the line ways to Jamie and about how his brother found out. And I think that's why he ended up as a warden here. Yeah. Um, I think it's exactly. because of, they were trying to basically hide him away from that. Yeah. And while they're getting really deep here, Jamie's talking about something deep and John Gray like reaches out and like puts his hand on Jamie's to kind of console him. And at first I was like, okay, this is like a friendly thing, but then like they zoom in on the hand and he's doing like a little, like rubbing the hand with a thumb and Jamie, who is like already like been done in the butt, like not by choice, you know, not by choice, just like his mood just shifts so drastically i love it's his like, face shift just from like yeah like i'll kill you face he's like what it, he, what is it with you british officers like for god's sakes everyone every man woman wants jamie everyone wants him. jamie everyone who meets jamie wants jamie john gray is not black jack randall he's actually an honorable dude who developed real feelings for jamie like because who 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 couldn't who couldn't right um but jamie is like take your hand off me or i will kill you 
like dead stare, mm-hmm. just total like maniac about to explode mode right here. If awesome. he doesn't do what he says, like it was pretty crazy. John Gray does. He's like, oh shit! Like I, I think I stepped over the line. <laughs> you can't. My bad. You can't blame John Gray for trying. <laughs> But I mean, try. the man was just talking about his wife that he missed. Yeah. And, you know, like John Gray's like, oh, room, okay, point, point taken, point taken. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. I, I think everyone can relate to that moment, whether you're a man or a woman, where someone you're not interested in intimately <laughs> tries to have some sort of intimate reaction with you. And you're just like, what the hell are you <laughs> what the hell is that so after that um the prison actually shuts down and all the prisoners being lined out with murtog and a long line of other jacobite prisoners except jamie gets pulled off to the side by gray and they take him far off and they're on this hillside and john gray basically says to him look i did my best to free you i couldn't so I'm giving you the, you know, the best thing I can give you is this. You're going to be a servant here. Uh, Hellwater, uh, the Dun- Dunsany family, this rich family. It's the best I could do. Better than being a prisoner, better than dying, you know, but I can't for you. So, but he says you're still a prisoner because they right. know the, 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 the head of the household. I think his name is yeah, Lord William Dunsany. Yeah, Disney. he knows. Or Disney, or however you say it. Um, Insaney, yeah. And his son died in the rebellion, who's British. So no one's going to know that you're a Jacobite or they're going to be really mad. But you are a prisoner there. You work for them. That's what you do now. The other prisoners, like Murtaugh and them, were, were taken off to the American colonies as yeah. indentured servants. Right. Um, and it, that's seemingly the last time we see them. Yeah. Um, it's like, is this the last time we're going to see Murtaugh? I know. It's crazy. And, back with claire who's now like we said a physician we had talked about how uh frank was he was already involved with another woman it turns out it was serious and he's planning on moving back yeah um, actually to uh england with her and he even tells claire claire who we even find out in season two has always been kind of distant even with brianna because she always feels out of place right um So Brianna and her dad were really close. Yeah, the two of them were close. And Frank is like, you know, I'm leaving and I'm pretty sure Brianna's going to want to come with me. And uh, that's the plan, uh, lady. He leaves and she's just pretty shaken up about it. But uh, actually ends up happening at the end of that episode is he ends up getting wheeled into the hospital. Like, damn, this guy's got like bad luck. Dude, this woman. Claire, Claire ain't no good for Frank Randall, man. Oh, man, she is. I love Claire Bear. Listen, but she is she is the worst kind of Claire Bear. She's a Claire beast, smaller human succubus around Frank. I know she she literally killed this man. Like (laughs) she made his life just a wreck when she was gone. Worse when he was back. Empty void. He tries to connect with someone else. And then because he's leaving to try and actually find a new life, the dude dies. Oh, man. In a car accident. He dies in a car wreck. um, And she goes to him and 
she says that you know you were my first love frank's dead frank's dead, frank dude. is dead and i'm thinking to myself right now i was like so is that just tobias menzies like last episode in this show yeah because now uh jack frank's, black and frank are dead black jack's dead and frank's dead and I was like, man, Frank had so much like happiness ahead of him. If he could go to England with this other woman. And anyway, um, that was that was how the episode ended there. When when we pick up, we pick up back with uh, Jamie. Then, like I said, he is now working at Hellwater. Some of the notable people there at this estate, Geneva, the daughter of uh, the Lord William there. Uh, She's this like spoiled brat. We see she's. She's like making like all the other servants like, oh, my God, like, are you going to have to go riding with her today? Yeah. Nobody and likes then, her. Yeah. And then Isabel is her sister. Yeah. Isabel's her sister. Isabel's like really nice and um, down to earth compared to her sister, mm-hmm. Geneva. So she's very, she's very prissy and entitled. And, Geneva is. Yeah. Yeah. And she actually ends up like forcing Jamie to go ride with her when it's not his turn. Because just like everyone else, yeah, she's very attracted to Jamie. Of course. Of course. I mean, this guy, like he's even like shoveling crap and she's like blackmailing him to come to come do her later after yeah. she gets uh, uh, arranged to marry this this really old dude. Yep. Um, so she's like, oh, my first time to be with you. Yeah. And by the uh, way. Yeah, exactly. By the way, a scene I really liked on this one and another big character is the Lord William Dunsany. He finally comes back and he's like, I want to meet with this new um, servant we have. And he meets with Jamie like one-on-one and he's like, look, I know who you are, but I respect a man who fights for his cause. My son died in the battle that you fought against him at, you know, at uh, Preston Pans. Was it the one he died at? Or I think it might've been Culloden. Oh, was it Culloden? Or maybe, I don't know. It was one of the two, Preston Pan or Culloden. Either way, he died fighting against Jamie. He basically tells Jamie um, uh, here's here's a word of advice he's like looking out for him here he's like just don't let my wife find out that you're <laughs> um, a Jacobite because she does not like Jacobites and uh, that won't be good for you so uh, anyway just go and have fun and uh, you know kick some ass out there <laughs> just keep being a servant now please thank you but I thought it was cool I was like okay this this William Dunsany seems like a good dude but yeah so back to Geneva basically just working her way to Jamie yeah, and uh, she ends up blackmailing him to sleep with her, and he does, and he does a fantastic job. It's fantastic. Let, let's oh just, my god! Let me let's just, just take you. a second. <laughs> you know, he comes in, he's like, you know, you don't get to use my Christian name, and you're just like, oh, he's just gonna like do the bare minimum with this. But then he's just like, he just like what that meant down. is he didn't want this to be observed by God. <laughs> he wanted all. <laughs> She's like, look the other way for this one, because I'm going beast mode right here. <laughs> and of course, Jamie's luck, you know, the first time he has sex with this woman, he gets her knocked up. Yep. And uh, she ends up having a, a baby. And then when they're in the hospital, uh, she ends up actually dying, giving birth to this child. Yeah. Her sister Isabel's all mad. She knows it was Jamie. But then um, the Jamie, husband, the husband goes nuts and he's like i never slept with her right like how, how could he like you you already gave me someone and and he like takes the baby hostage and and he then, says he's like i'll kill this baby before i like i'm not raising him he's you know and uh of course the parents who don't know that jamie 
is the father just like what are you doing you're insane and then eventually though jamie ends up getting a pistol shooting the guy he takes the, the gun from i think lord dunsany i think he just yeah. takes it out of his hands mm-hmm. and he shoots the guy saves the baby and nobody else realizes that in the scene realizes this is like jamie's saving his own son's life right now mm-hmm. you know and he's got to keep that a secret Isabel's the only one who knows so the thing i want to know is like so the husband to geneva went ballistic after the birth <laughs> but the nine months before that when he did, wasn't didn't have sex with her is what he's saying he said he he's like i never touched a bitch <sighs> so those nine months he was just I, like maybe i did it somehow <laughs> i was wondering this too like unless she <laughs> kept it a, uh, a secret maybe they weren't together and she kept it a secret and he went and and realized like maybe he heard she was having a baby and came to see I her no and... I, I i i was I wondering that no too idea. like it, it should have at least been like he did touch her but maybe he like put the dates together and he's like you know what this is like a month or two sooner than than what mm-hmm. it is and and then the way she died i don't know maybe they were just like you know like we're just gonna keep the story going when i'm watching all this i'm like this is interesting but what is the point of all this like where are we heading and all this stuff leads to like we said she ends up having a son the son ends up getting raised at the house, the estate yeah. where Jamie's working. And, and after saving the baby, uh, the mother even offers to free Jamie. And she says to him, like, I know who you are. So, like, I know you're a Jacobite. She doesn't know he's read Jamie necessarily, but she's like, I know you're a Jacobite. And she still offers him, like, you can go free because yeah. of what you did for us. And without telling her who that he's the dad, he, like, looks at the kid and he's like, Nah, I think I'll stay. Yeah, I like it here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna see how this thing turns out. And she's and she says to him after that, she's like, okay, but like if you ever want to leave, all you need to do is ask. And I'm just like, these are like good people he's with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how lucky is he? Like, first he was with John Gray's brother, who's a good dude. Mm-hmm. And now he's with this like really nice Dunsany family that mm-hmm seem super respectable too he's been lucking out with his uh his prison time here yeah all, like murtaugh and everyone else is just getting worked to death in the yeah. colonies and this is sort of a weird happy time for jamie for the mm-hmm. first few years of this kid's life he is he becomes the kid's friend and like sort of mentor mentor and the, the kid looks up to him so much sort of father figure to the front to the kid even though the kid thinks that uh, doesn't know that that's his dad, mm. um, but he's teaching him how to ride a horse, all this stuff. He makes him a little toy, which, well, he does that when they leave each other, but it's cool to see that. And there's like one scene where Jamie looks in a reflection and he sees the kid on the other side of the window and he realizes like, damn, like we look a lot alike. Yeah. And I if think... I stay, if I stay here any longer, everyone's going to put two and two together and realize I'm the dad and I'm going to get in trouble. And yeah. And also the kid, also the kid is not going to probably have the same privileges. He'll be, a, he'll be a bastard at that point. So he won't yeah. have the same privileges. So he decides he needs to leave. And I which... think even like the mom or someone else said like, Oh, he's spending so much time around Matt. Yeah. He's starting to look like him. And like, yeah. Oh, he kind of does. And like, the, honestly, the kid at this point, does 
he does um, the actor does i think yeah. i think the kid actually kind of does look like uh definitely could believe that, that that could be his uh son mm-hmm. and then this leads to like the most emotional moment well first this is the part i was talking about yeah yeah go ahead oh yeah let's talk first before we get to that moment about isabel and john gray uh isabel and john gray get set up to be married um which was a surprise given that john gray you know but there's a really cool scene with john gray and and um it's kind of a weird uh, scene and jamie it's weird but it's cool because they're walking and John Gray actually talks about how, like, I'm going to marry Isabel. <laughs> the same, same reaction Jamie has like, well, wait, wait, but aren't you, aren't you though? And... Are you bad for the other team? Yeah. And, and, and John Gray, John Gray says this like a few times, like throughout the show, he's just like, I am capable of performing my husbandry duties. Oh yeah. And it's just like, oh, so, okay. All right. You know, that, yeah. that's cool, man. It's cool. Um, so you're batting for both, but you know, yeah. it's... <laughs> he's like, look, there's, there's more to marriage than just love in these days. And he's like, it's not really like there's any alternative to marry anybody. And I think they're you know? both friends. I think they're both and that's what he friends. said. He's like, I'm super fond of Isabella. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm very fond of Isabella. So it's like, he does truly care for her mm-hmm. and you know, she's going to get treated well. And Jamie has a huge ask of John Gray. I'm glad you put a K on that. <laughs> I was like, where are you going? He says, look, would you take care of Willie? Will you promise me? My Willie. My Willie. He's like, and I'll tell you what, here's the deal. If you take care of him, <laughs> I'll, I'll do take anything. Care of me. I'll let you take care of me for the fortnight. John Gray is like, uh, I was going to do it anyway, but sure. Let's still, let's do that plan. (laughs) John Gray actually is like, I can't believe like you're offering me everything I've ever wanted right now, but like, I don't want it this way. I don't want it this way. I know that you, you know, don't actually want to do it. So I'm going to make you love me, Jamie. One of these days. But yeah. So, I mean, that happens. It's kind of odd. It was like, Jamie couldn't offer anything else first like you couldn't offer to like like clean his carriage or something you know <laughs> like you go straight to i'll suck your dick <laughs> that's just a testament to how much he loves his son i'll take care of your willie you take care of mine but but honestly like it's a great deal for willie because willie will live the rest of his life like with good honor being will he part of the gray family Willie, will he? Willie, will. He? Will he? Yeah. Will he? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, and this leads to the most. This is a crazy emotional moment. Uh, like I didn't even like I didn't see this coming at all. And they play this like modern song during the moment too. Yeah, and it fits and well like, though. It does. It's weird, but it fits well because. Yeah, because it's also a montage of what's going on in the other. Yeah, in the six or the sixties mm-hmm. too, the nineteen sixties. Yeah. So and anyway, so Jamie, you know, says bye to Willie, and he just rides away on a horse. And uh, I think one of them say like, "You can't look back" or something like that. So I think 
Gray said that mm. or Jamie's. I I could be misremembering that. Um, but anyway, Jamie doesn't look back um, to try and like just distance himself from from Willie there. And uh, he rides away and it is just <laughs> it's freaking Willie's brutal. like yelling after him and like running after him. Mac. He doesn't look. And you can just see he's tearing up. Oh my god, it was so Can't good. Whew, I just got goosebumps. Me um, too, bro. I <laughs> cried. I cried. Me too. me too. It almost makes me tear up right now a little bit just thinking it, about that. It is. It I don't does. know why father father son stuff gets me a lot, and that just oh, there's, there's so many so many layers like an ogre. I know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like an onion. Like an onion. Because you've got, he's the dad of this kid. This kid wants him, but he doesn't know it. And he has to leave. And it's a damn fine scene. Um, it's awesome, too, because the kid doesn't love him because it's his dad. He loves him because he's, because he loves who he is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What he means to him. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. And that's what I mean, like, when I was talking about the the season, having some emotional moments. And there was, an, there was another uh, huge one. Uh, between Bree and Claire, that really yeah. got me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say, I mean, this one, I was just like, <laughs> I know, I know. And speaking of Bree and Claire, uh, they had a big thing in this episode too, where the time actually jumped back to where they were in season two, I believe. Remember in season two, they figured out that Jamie was still alive. Oh, yeah, yeah. So so now we're like so, caught up with yeah where they were. So now we're like back to where they were in season two shortly after they found out Jamie was alive. Yeah. And, and now like, they're figuring out Roger's there with them. Or, that, or not that he was alive, but that he had survived the battle at least. Yeah. And now he's he was at a he was a prisoner. They found right. out that this prison record is what they found out that he was alive. Right. And um, now they're um, trying to piece it together they're doing all this research because they see the prison ended up closing down yeah. uh in like a year so like like we said 1962 is taking the same as the same time as Get the whiteboard out <laughs> 1762 <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah it's so yeah. they're like oh shit the prison's closed down now at this at, at like the years ago <laughs> <laughs> so if we were to go back in time now we wouldn't it would know be closed down it would exactly. be closed down already because like for some reason it's running on parallel um but like Galus, remember Galus went back at a different point so that I, was like jump before she like she left, left later than claire and yeah. wound up before it was weird so it's that's confusing to that point but but i think it has to do with the bond between jamie and claire why they're like timelines are parallel and I think that's the explanation. I'm not entirely sure about the time travel stuff. They never explained that mythology. Time travel ever not confusing? No. (laughs) No. So they they know he's alive. They don't know where. But then Claire's just like, you know, like I've got to move on. I got to get past this. Um, And then Bree's just having this this tough time. Um, getting over the fact that you know first of all her dad's dead and also knowing now that uh 
Jamie, this other guy is her real father that she doesn't know. And that like, yeah, that she's been lied to by her mom and that her mom mistreated her dad. And she's got all this a mix of emotions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like and then so she drops out of college. Her and Claire start fighting. Uh, before this, her and Roger had like started a romantic relationship. They kissed and they've been hanging out, but he stayed in Scotland because he's a professor. Um, and then he comes to visit them um, after Claire has decided she's moving on because she doesn't know where he is. The prison closed, doesn't know where. She's just going to be in her time and try and do what she can. Um, but now Roger has come back and he's he, fi- he found out this other printed um, media, this, this paper, this old newspaper. And he gives, he shows Claire like, look, look at this. There's a line in here written from a poem that like hasn't even been written yet at this time. And, and apparently there was some connection to Claire. I don't know if this is like something. I think Claire had recited it to her or to, to Jamie had said, these words to him yeah because she had obviously her knew knew it from the living in the future but then claire went back in time before it was ever written um but galas duncan also went back in time um before claire went back in time even though she left later than claire (laughs) (laughs) so that's how they figure it out is like apparently the guy who wrote the poem was only six years old so he could never have written it Mm-hmm. Um, and Jamie knew it, so it had to be him. And then Claire's like, "But you don't even know who wrote those words, you know." And um, he's like, "Look at the printer, Alexander Malcolm." And if you've ever heard Jamie talk, you've heard him say his name. My name is James Malcolm Alexander. No, it's more than that. What is it? It's James. Alexander Malcolm, Malcolm McKenzie, McKenzie Fraser. Fraser. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. So he um, went by Alexander Malcolm. Malcolm. His two middle names. Two of his middle names. <laughs> two of his middle names. It was, yeah, his two middle names. Two middle names. The last two his... names are like his his mom's name and his dad's name. Yeah. Fraser and McKenzie. So this is proof that he's alive. And she's just like, ah, you're, ru- you're ruining everything, making this difficult. <laughs> She ends up going to work and trying to go on. And then they, the, the moon landing happens. And she's just like, damn, like, how could you like go just come back after being on the moon and live the rest of your life like normal? And to her, it's like, how could you go back in time to Scotland and and be a white lady and have sex with the French king and and like fucking hot Scottish dude who eats the horse crap and he's an <laughs> awesome chess player and the best lover as a virgin in the world penicillin uh <laughs> stores stores cars uh, heat radiators um sinks toilets uh, not being constantly raped airplanes <laughs> <clears throat> fucking my french king and <laughs> taking bullets out of people and how could you how could, how could you, you go, go back? back from that 
So, I mean, that, and that's what makes her realize, though, that she's like, I got to go back. I've got like now I have no reason to not go back because my daughter's an adult and she's doing her own thing. And she's always telling me that I suck because I'm out of it all the time. And also, too, before this, uh, her and Abernathy were looking at some bones, too, um, that were like the 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 neck was fractured or cut off or something like that, cervical spine. And uh, she had like this weird understanding of how it happened or something like that. She's like, oh, it was a knife. And he's like, how did you know? Like he hadn't even showed her yet or something. Yeah. And it was kind of odd. And I didn't understand it at the time. Yeah. And you're not supposed to. Um, But anyway, though, she decides then she wants to go back. Um, And she ends up getting suited up. She, there's montage scene yep yeah i think she gets penicillin she makes herself some she gets clothes that look like that time period but like has like all these awesome hidden pockets and and it's pretty cool gadgets and stuff and it's like that's smart um smart yeah she brings penicillin back um a needle she brings a needle back and her daughter's cool with it she's uh she's all for it she's like mom you need you need to be you mom you need to go do you and, and my get dad. the hell out of my life. Get the hell out of my life. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Roger and Brianna help um, Claire figure out how to go back. And she goes back, man. She goes back. She knows where to look for Jamie. And let me say, though, too, like this was another, for me, another huge emotional moment. Um, yeah. Just like the fact that she's like telling her daughter she's never going to see her again. And 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 just planning on going back to the past yeah. and i th- i thought it was like again like so well done like this 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 whole first half of the season is so different than the whole than a, than a lot of season 1 where it just felt like i was just afraid of people getting sexually <laughs> abused for <laughs> and i was like oh my god is someone going to get raped this episode i like, know like like it's it's so enjoyable uh to have these and it's just these characters are 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 so well done and acted and totally make sense now again um and it was so it was well done i thought when she was leaving and it was christmas and it was it was a that was another really good scene to me i thought yeah totally but then yeah she goes back to the past and and it like it they don't really even show her traveling from the stones or anything they just show her go to the stones and bam so anyway, she she goes back to England and it just it just cuts to her. She's back in England. She's going to the printer shop. Scotland. Is it Scotland? Edinburgh. Oh, OK. Right. Right. Edinburgh. Uh, she goes to the shop. And she goes in and there's Jamie down there. Oh, and my God. He's this it's old like it's this dude. easy. It's yeah. like it's this easy. It's that easy. And he's just there. And it's it's so well done. The, the, the scene, just the fact that he's just so it, like the camera just comes in on him. Like you are walking in on Jamie. Cause we haven't seen Jamie in a while now nope. after right. he left uh, the estate, a uh, hellwater. And um, so we just come in on him. We're kind of being exposed to this for the first time. And, and Claire just looks so like awestruck. And she's been like worried if she's going to be attractive to him. Like she, like she asked, uh, uh, Abernathy, she's like, "Am I am I hot?" And yeah. and he's like, "Girl, I'd fuck you." Uh huh. <laughs> oh no, I went like country there. Girl, I'd fuck <laughs> you. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, she she's got all this and like so well done uh, by Katrina Balfe here, just like like looking also but happy and excited to like see someone that uh, she loves again. And, and Jamie uh, just does the slowest turnaround ever. I mean, I would be like, here would be me. Like my girlfriend, Ani comes and I haven't seen her in 20 years because I thought she died or something. And hey, Colby, it's me. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, holy shit. <laughs> and this was Jamie. Five minutes later, I, <laughs> just I, finishes the turnaround. I don't know. I think I might have done. The it was same. awesome, though. It was. I'm just kidding. No, it was it, like it a was, shock turnaround, though. I think I would have been like in my head. I've been processing like, was that that person's same. voice? Is that who I think it is? That can't be that person. That person is like I would be. No, I, I know. Yeah. So I, I don't know. But I was thinking. No, I'm just thing. joking. It I was, was like, turn was... around faster. <laughs> 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 no but i agree with you um Speed i think it up i thought sam hewahan did it awesomely like the turnaround was like so like like am i dreaming right now like mm. am i imagining that did i, did I really hear that yeah. amazing moment it was great and then he collapses <laughs> and then he just faints they get back up um he has to change his pants um and it's just it's, it's so well done because they're yeah. they've been intimate with each other they didn't leave off on a bad note uh, and they've both thought about each other this whole time but now that they're kind of like uh like do i change in front of you do we like yeah it's are... a weird thing like they don't know where they are like is he she never asks mm -hmm. it's kind of weird the next episode because like jamie's telling everybody claire's back claire's back oh my oh my god <laughs> And and everybody is like looking at him like, yeah, but what about that other thing? And they don't tell us what that other thing is. Yeah. Yet. You kind of assume like, oh, he's like with somebody else now. Because mm. we haven't ever since Jamie left his son, we, ha we have no idea what he's done. We know he's like created this print shop. This, mm -hmm. and he's like big uh, jump in time. Yeah. Big jump in time. And so anyway, it's just like they're all kind of looking when they meet Claire. They're like, hey, it's nice to have you back. Hey, so like awkward. Like when Ian, young Ian meets her for the first time, he's just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really awkward. My other aunt, Auntie Claire. I love young Ian. Jamie's wife. Oh, yeah, he's great. I love young Ian. Um, but everyone but Claire, Claire, like, heard about asks her. and he never tells her, but she like tries to get around. Like she's like, have you, are you with are, like, have you loved anyone else? And he says no or something yeah. like that. And then he's living in a brothel. Yeah. So she's like assuming not? like, are you a customer here? Or? Yeah. It's like she she keeps trying to get at like, are you fucking anyone else right now? You know? And he's like, no, of course not. No, no. Why? And why would you? Why would you ask? It's, it's funny. But but they did have to, have to come clean with each other. Like she tells everything about Frank. Like he, he made me forget about you or. Or tried to make me forget about you to move on and mm. um but i couldn't forget about you and I thought you were dead. pictures of the daughter of uh, jamie's daughter is pretty awesome for him to see at first he's just like what the hell is this mm. 
this picture like then he shows uh, her uh willie yeah he's like i gotta tell you something like i had a kid and he's like she's like did you love this girl and he's like no nah, nah. just um, laying seeds bitch you know what i'm saying just laying sowing my oats but they're understanding because 20 years went by 20 years you know um and so the rest of this episode is basically in edinburgh like where jamie's got this like what is it? What is he? He's like smuggling alcohol or something or he's smuggling alcohol and he's also printing some papers that are against the British government. Because, again, right. in his heart, secretly, he's, he's still rebel. He's still yeah. rebel and he still wants uh, uh, is it a Protestant on the throne or is it a Catholic? I forget which one he wants. He wants a different denomination of <laughs> on the Christianity throne. ruler on the throne. Yeah. I, and and anywho, uh, <laughs> but, but so anyway. he's still a rebel and so yeah. like he's still being he's still being a bad boy but and she even like she's like where is all the money coming from and it, it's from the his uh, alcohol smuggling um who young ian is working on fergus we run into fergus later um with his new wooden hand he's this older well to he's i think he's he's a good looking kid i think good looking yeah. Uh, yeah. kid um, we also run into uh, Willoughby, who's also part of this. Yeah, new character, Willoughby. Where, what's his real name again? Or what's... Oh, he says it. Uh, he gives Yi it later on. Tian Cho. Yi Tian Cho or something. I'm butchering it, people. I'm sorry. Uh, Willoughby. Because Willoughby. I'm like Jamie. And I'm, yeah. I am Yeah, I can't say it. Uh, I'll call you Willoughby. Well, isn't it a thing for his culture that it's like a big deal to tell his name? Mm-hmm. and that becomes part of it later yeah um, um so, so he's willoughby right now mr willoughby and he's pretty awesome he's got like all these sort of asian tricks like later he you know cures jamie's seasickness with acupuncture mm-hmm. and jamie's like super embarrassed and claire's just like it's acupuncture it's normal <laughs> it's normal it's okay but he, he's an interesting character a lot of again like yeah. i love young ian love willoughby uh fergus totally. classic fergus, fergus is classic, classic. he's yeah. become like more of a dude and now he's like yeah. he's like hanging out with ian he's like talking about like having threesomes and stuff it's like our it's like our new bro group like it's our you new know, bro group absolutely i miss the old one but the new one's pretty solid the new one's pretty solid and the they old one out, they could they be dicks sometimes too the, the, the new ones are just like good people they're really good and but they're young too and like mm. anyway young ian ends up hooking you know, up with this tavern girl and while they're hooking up, somebody breaks in. So they're hooking up in the print shop. Doing the old horizontal uh, tango. Yeah. And somebody breaks in to try to steal the pamphlets, I think. And so he starts to fight them, but he, and they end up burning the whole place down. Yeah. It's, it's Jamie, this one henchman who works yeah. for the guy who is like competing with Jamie with the alcohol smuggling and, mm-hmm. and wants a cut of it. And Jamie's basically cheating him. Um, and he and that guy, the henchman, when he's in the print shop, of course, he just like opens his door by accident. And he's like, what are these? And he right. looks at them and they're like all the seditionist papers, like like all the things against the government. It's like, why would you? This is a print shop. Why would you think paper with words printed on it would be suspicious in a, in a cabinet? You know <laughs> what I mean? He's like, what are these? Like, I, I it's when I thought I was like, why are you interested in paper yeah. in a print shop duh there's paper in a print shop that's that's what it does you just got to be like that's my fiction novel 
<laughs> oh, okay then. <laughs> is it is it good? <laughs> but anyway, but that's short. This happened shortly after Ian came back asking about Young Ian because his mom and him are worried sick because Young Ian ran ran off and. Jamie covers for young Ian because J- young Ian's like being really helpful to Jamie mm-hmm. um, with this whole smuggling business and, and stuff. And I loved Ian's reaction to when Claire was, he saw Claire, the actor did a phenomenal job of being just an absolute disbelief seeing Claire there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, we thought, you know, thought you were dead. Like just never thought we'd see you again. It's just so well done. Like you can't tell. He he also has a hint of sort of like anger. He's like mm-hmm. disbelief. You can tell he's like happy to see her because he he does care for her. But there's also a little bit of like, well, if you're alive and stuff, why is this the first time I'm you're seeing us? Even if you thought Jamie was dead, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you come to us or yeah. write to us? You know, we were your family too at that point. And her story so. is that she thought he died at the battle. So she went to Boston, which is not entirely a lie. <laughs> it's actually true. And, and even later when Jenny does the same thing, confronting her about it, like you didn't even write to us for 20 years. That's what family does. And like, that wasn't cool. You Claire, Claire, Claire. And Claire then goes further to say that I was in a marriage that forced me to forget about my past. In Boston, also not a lie. Also not a lie, and they just can't understand. It's actually like true, it's just it's actually you're, true. You're leaving out the time travel part. Yeah, you're leaving out that little detail that you traveled into the future and then back into the past again. It's cool that she's like getting through, but it's also kind of weird right now. Jamie's like just lying like so easily to people. To, to Ian, yeah, I mean he's lying just to Ian about Ian. his son, and they're like so worried. And Claire like almost blew it because like he's like, "Have you guys seen Ian?" And Claire's about to go, like, <gasps> and Jamie's like, "Nope." <laughs> he does this he goes nope <laughs> nope <laughs> not here nope <laughs> no but he covers for him he's just like oh i sent him home and uh, they didn't make it home i sent him and fergus home a while ago oh a long time ago i have no clue where they could be mm, not in charge of them but then Ian go young Ian goes and burns the whole freaking place down and dude was just trying to do the horizontal tango for the first time here, you he know. Trying to do it's with this girl he liked. It was going well. Come on. Come on, people. Come on, henchmen burning down shops. You would to... think the henchmen would come in and realize that and be like, Bro, my bad. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll come back in an hour. You know. An hour is generous. It's generous, but I'm gonna give you some time. That's what a bro would do. So you know that guy was a piece of shit for breaking in and burning the place down. <laughs> anti-bro moment. Anti-bro moment. Anti-bro moment. Come on, dude. Yeah, the place yeah. burns down. They do have to go back then to Lollybrook, and then of course it comes out that young Ian was with Jamie. Um, and eventually, what also comes out is, like you said, Jenny was mad at Claire. For just walking out and then just walking back in like nothing happened. And so she ends up calling for Jamie's, who is his real wife right now, Leary. Leary. 
the crazy chick from from season one, the stalker chick who like tried to burn Claire at the stake, who's like sniffing Jamie's mm. undergarments and mm. and putting cursed voodoo dolls around the place. It's yep. like and and like I think everyone who's watching the show is like out of everyone, Jamie, you could literally have any dude or girl you want. Yeah, you, you went to psycho. And, and, uh, and jumping ahead a little bit here, because we were wondering that, like, what the heck? And Claire's thinking the same thing. Yeah, it's like, got it. Everyone, the, yeah. the girl who tried to kill me is the one you went with. But they have an awesome flashback scene later where Jamie kind of explains <laughs> where he was. He was in a dark place. Like he, he's just depressed from missing Claire. Miss Claire. And, and it was son. actually Leary's two daughters that like, brought him out to dance and he connected with them mm-hmm. um and that's sort of what brought on this the marriage is because like he really cared about the daughters and and jamie has always like had a paternal desire and instinct yeah. in him like yeah. he just he wants kids so bad you know like yeah. it, it's so cruel that like the the writer of the book and the show just are just like constantly like Oh yeah, well let's let's give him a kid with Claire. It'll die. Let's get all right, let's let's give him another one. Send it to the future and raise Send it to the future so, it, so he can't see it and have it be raised by like someone he despises. Um and let him influence her. Yeah. Like an and, alternate version so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what else is it that he wants most? <laughs> oh, he wants a print shop. He's really passionate about it. Burn it down. Burn that thing down. Burn that shit down. Oh, right, let's let's give him another son. Let's give him a son. He can't see it, or otherwise the son's a bastard, and and it's yeah, it won't he, grow up well. Make, oh, 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 wait, let's give him another. Let's give him some other kids at a party that he likes. Make it to the crazy bitch that yeah. uh, tried to kill his <laughs> wife. And then let's have her shoot him later. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. He totally deserves that. He deserves uh, it. <laughs> So it kind of explains, though, and I don't think Claire at this point has that understanding, but she wants to kill Jamie. And Leary shows up the next day with that, like, freaking shotgun. Or what is it? The um, Just a Glock. And <laughs> just like, she's going to shoot I got Claire. this from the future, too, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie gets in front of Claire, and she shoots Jamie, like, in the arm, I think. He, like, kind of yeah. takes it in the arm. Uh, and runs away she runs away because she can't believe she shot jamie and i mean this was leary's worst nightmare like yeah i think leary's like craziness was like settled down when she had jamie i think like she was being a pretty good mom maybe and then claire came back came back and it was just like bam crazy woman again apparently their their relationship wasn't good though either like no like he wasn't living with her he didn't love her she apparently had like an abusive relationship before him to who yeah, the yeah. of her kids and and uh she did not like to be physically intimate or like really interact with him she just like yeah. wanted to own him possess him yeah kind of thing so he was sending them money that he would earn and things like that and he he had a pretty big influence on the kids the girls loved him mm-hmm. and, and it's kind of interesting though because we've come to learn um Marsley yeah becomes a, a pretty pertinent character in the show after this point Marcelie's freaking cool. She eventually becomes cool. She's kind of, she's kind of leery at first. 
Yeah, at first. Well, she's with just Claire, like the eyebrows are up here. With Claire, just, especially. Yeah. With Claire, especially. Mm. Claire ends up. Claire was going to leave after she found this out and that he was hiding it from her. But then when she when he got shot, she's a sucker for injured people. I know. So she stuck and healed him up. <laughs> she gave him penicillin. <laughs> shot him in the ass. I know. Because now that this is going down, Leary's like, well, I want money from from you because right. you're not going to be there giving me money anymore. And and she's like, this is how much I want. And and Ned Gowan, Ned Gowan shows up, the lawyer, um, and he he counsels them. Great dude. And he's like, you know, you're going to pay out this much for it here. Otherwise, like. Drama is going to happen. We can't deal right. with that. <laughs> right. And uh, so then he's just like, well, there's actually this treasure box that I lied to John Gray about. It's actually full of treasure. I'll just go there. and We'll get the treasure. And they're like, you can't swim. You got shot in the arm, you dummy. So young right. Ian goes. They go to the beach. To watch. To watch. Young Ian swims they out. They got great seats, by the they way. got great seats they up on They can kind of see the whole thing develop in front of them. Oh, yeah. Nice but and far away. They can't do anything about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> front row tickets to just watch it happen. Yeah. So it shows young Ian going to get the treasure. Jamie told him exactly where it was. And, and Jamie had told Claire about like what he did, how he like gave the one um, sapphire or whatever. Yeah, sapphire, uh, to it was some sort of it was John one of the Gray. gems that one of those it was a blue gem though. Yeah, um, to John Gray. Mm. Otherwise, everything else was there. Young Ian's running away, but a ship comes around the corner, just out of nowhere, just out like, of nowhere, just like whole ship, just out of hyperspace, <laughs> <laughs> just just Death Stars in, yeah, bah, 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 <laughs> just like a, a thing comes down from the boat, like. <laughs> vader like marches off of it a bunch of stormtroopers and anyway they they take young ian captive and like they're watching it from the shore they can't do anything because like they're too far away they, yeah they're too far away just space and t- matter and yeah physics so then they need to get on a ship and go after young ian they need to go to Jamaica. Jamaica, man. So that's where they're going to go to the West Indies. In the next episode, they leave um, and they go with Fergus and uh, Marsley comes because mm-hmm. Fergus and Marsley got a little thing going on. Got a little thing. And Jamie's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys aren't sleeping together. Yeah, no. And um, then he's just like, Fergus, you'll be with me. Marsley will be with. Claire, Claire's just like, like, I thought we were going to have sex the whole time on this boat. And now yeah. we can't. How are and we going to kill the time on this boat? <laughs> like, Jamie, Jamie is on. just like, Jamie's just like, oh, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already but, said it. I can't take it back. But anyway, it doesn't matter because Claire's going to spend most, most of the voyage on another ship sweeping up vomit and diarrhea. Oh, oh, one of the grossest sound effect episodes. This is the next episode, I know, but young Ian was kidnapped. And where is he taken? Who is he taken to? He's taken to Gayless Duncan. If you're wondering, how is Gayless Duncan still alive? Let us explain to you. So 
Galis left from 1960 or was it 70? I forget. She left from after there. Claire <laughs> left. <laughs> it was before Claire left. No, no, it wasn't. It was it after, was, but she she landed before Claire landed. She which landed was also in the before, past. but she also landed before Claire left. Technically true. That is true on both counts. Yes, and <laughs> which, when you think about it. Galus's flight time must have been way longer than Claire's flight time. <laughs> All those connections to different Galus universes. Had a lay over here, lay over there. There was um, like an, an alligator Claire universe <laughs> that she had to just hang out in in the airport or in the stone port there and then get on the next stone touch to whenever the hell she landed. <laughs> Where Claire got a direct line Space time travel flight bam, bam. to you know to to Scotland in whatever year she landed. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so if you remember, Claire left originally from the 40s, right? The 1940s ended up in the 1740s. Right. Galus was there, but the, the Galus that was there in the 1940s had left from the 1960s. Okay, so. So this isn't like a different Galus. This is still the same Galus who is from the past. And if you remember, then they had the witch trial together. Yeah. Where she revealed what time she was from. And we thought she died. But if you remember, as she was being ushered out from that witch trial, or she was going to get burned at the stake, one of the judges was standing up screaming, she's pregnant. And that's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> what happened is then she di- she was not killed by the mob and now she has stayed alive from the 1940s and Claire left again to go back to the future and now has come back to the past and Claire Claire left from the past to the future to the future back to the past back to the past Meanwhile, Galus just stayed in the past. <laughs> Steady line. So, Steady so line. here's Claire. Here's Galus. <laughs> Do you need to see that again? Perfect. Perfect. Claire. Claire Galus. That's it. That's it right there. If you don't understand now, then you must be as thick as a brick. Thick as a brick. So she's alive. (laughs) 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 That much we're sure of. That's what we know. Just know she didn't die at the witch trial. And and go with that. Theoretically, because the judge stopped it because she had a baby. That's what we think. I'm pretty sure she says that. So is the baby still alive? Do we know that? Or is there a little evil Galus Jr. that's going to come back in the future? Yeah, just like Brita's little baby. Ooh, Brita's little Ooh, baby. I'm thinking we're a couple evil babies coming back. Galus coming back. Evil and that little... baby's going to be able to time travel too. Yeah. And he'll be, he or she will be Galus and Dougal's child. So it might look like kind of wolfish. And... <laughs> yeah. And we are like, ah! 
Yeah, I don't know what happened to the baby. Maybe they did say. I don't she remember them saying exactly. Um, not sure. Anyway, though, let us know if we messed that up. Anyway, yeah, we'll... please let us know. <laughs> please don't be know. polite. Be polite. Don't be. Uh, don't be polite. Don't be polite. Like insult us too. Yeah, it's just be like you idiots. Best best insult gets. Uh... <clears throat> so on the boat, while well, there's that moment where Jitin Cho. <laughs> Um, nickname Mr. Willoughby does his whole crazy speech. And really, it meant a lot to him, though, to say my name. And then Claire gets taken to stop this um, typhoid. Pandem- this, yeah, this typhoid that's happening, the fever on the boat. This is the grossest. She's walking down and it just hear people pooping and vomiting. And it's gross. It is so gross. And it's like so much to it. Like, it's so much like clearly for the effects like there was guys with just buckets of like this chunky water stuff that they, would just, they would just toss like, like just like gosh. oh it was gross washing anyway she goes in and she i think she's like we just need to like stop the spread and lower the curve here yeah and so find the source she well they what they need to do is find the source um to the problem here cut it off um, and they find out that it's actually like a cook. He's just like, well, yeah. I'm not sick. And she's yeah. like, well, you're a carrier. And he's like, I'm not sick. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, that's how carriers work. I've got to stop being a cook just so I don't keep killing other people. You know, it's not hurting me. <laughs> they get that figured out. And Claire ends up like she finds out that the captain is actually going to arrest Jamie for being a seditionist and mm-hmm. so she actually jumps overboard so she can warn him and let's just mention too another awesome character and awesome oh yeah definitely deserves an honorable uh, mention here we, we need to mention here when she was on the ship and she needed some a lot of people weren't respecting her one as a woman two as a new person who wasn't a military officer telling them what to do and she's bringing medical knowledge that they just don't understand she's telling them to wash their hands she's telling them to to, to stop just vomiting and vom- <laughs> and shitting everywhere like like we, we need to keep this all in one location she's she's bringing in people who are carriers they just don't understand but uh along the way this elias pound uh he's a midshipman on this ship that she ends up uh having to work on stand up dude and he's always like sticking up for her. he doesn't understand but he just trusts her and he goes with it. He's like, this part this is- got me a little bit too. Cause this got me. This was, again, this is another like emotional moment. I yeah. think from the show and you can tell like he starts getting tired and he starts like, Oh, I'm, I'm fine. This, uh, they are working long hours though, but I was just like, like we need a, we need to check this guy. Can we get a, can we get a quick test here? Can we get a quick test? Can yeah. A, yeah. A quick kit. And then he ends up dying. And, uh. And uh, we have we had learned this uh, this ritual that the the seamen do to uh, make sure that their fellow seamen are actually dead is that they when they sew them up in the body bag, they put the last or like one of the hooks that they sew, they stick it through the nose to make sure the guy isn't faking, I guess, um, um, before they put them in and then sew it up. And so she gets, she has to do that. She, she ends up doing it for him. And it's, it's man, that's rough. Like nobody else was going to do it for him. He wasn't that well-respected on board. He was so young and 
well yeah and he, he was an officer so like he wasn't oh like, yeah the regular people and and then everyone else is dying yeah. so um so it, that's well, it pretty I, emotional yeah, yeah. It sucked, and again but... this is just like a little plot that's happening in this just story and this character like comes and goes in an episode show, show wouldn't have changed that much if he wasn't in it but no it was better for it it was, it was better, better for having it. him it was but why'd you have to kill him why Dale Gabaldon? Yeah. So so Claire ended up on a deserted island after this. And you know what? Here, when she was Stop. jumping off the boat, like there was like right ahead of her a harbor, like right ahead. And she jumps off and ends up on a deserted island. I, I like, know, I know, just, I know. You keep going that way, Claire. You you get on the floaty stuff that you threw off and you go that way. I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah. She was in the ocean. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was because the but waves like carried right her right there. Yeah. yeah, I know. Um, so anyway, <laughs> she washes up and um this freaking crazy guy finds her. Well, didn't you like all the, the ants too, Colby? Didn't you like oh, that? the ants that were biting her legs? Yeah. She was like, Yeah, she just has to sleep overnight and some ants keep her company. Snakes come and say hi, hello, snakes. how are you doing? Um, I hate snakes. And then that crazy reverend guy who talks to coconuts comes and like it's a castaway. It's like a castaway kind of guy. Castaway ripoff though. And she ends up then the actually the group then they had after she was kidnapped by the ship that was infected. Jamie was trying to rescue her. Um, he's like, dude, they just stole my wife. Like that's not cool. And, and he's like, well, like they're the military. Uh, so they lock Jamie up because he's causing problems. Eventually, though, uh, they let him back out, and Jamie ends up running this ship as he does everywhere he goes. And then he's been now leading the ship, but they need to stop for repairs, and they happen to stop on the same island. And then Willoughby ends up eating one of the goats that's to this crazy reverend, and he had a special bond with this goat. Um, and that's how she ends up hearing like, oh, there's a, an Asian man here in the middle of nowhere. Like, what are the odds? And right. she runs out. She gets like a cut on her way out too. She ends up running into them or she flags them down. I think she uses like a mirror or something right. after they, they just left. And so they get reunited and then they come back onto the island and they end up having Marsley and Fergus get married. And this was another awesome moment and i think it's also i think it's my bro moment happens here um best bro moment it's i guess it's kind of also like a dad moment mm -hmm. you know but we're gonna say bro keep it keep it screen chronicles here uh when they're getting married and it's a, such a like a funny like a vow exchange too with the reverend he's like oh like does his penis work like he doesn't have a hand and it's just yeah. like what how are you connecting these dots here uh reverend right. like what what dots are you connecting here he's like what's let's give the names he's like do you marcy then what and then he asked for fergus's last name so that he can pronounce them both with his name he's like i don't have one and he's like none well can we have one or something and yeah that's when jamie's is like fraser yep fraser and that got me dude yeah that me, got too. me me too Bro freaking moment. That was my bro moment. The whole <sighs> season. 
that was like i think that about was... that like sometimes like i'm just in the shower <laughs> and i'm just like i'll think about that i'm like damn what a good moment what a good moment that was what a good moment oh man and then we also get like i think this is my favorite sex scene from the show uh, when claire goes back to the boat with uh jamie and she's like drunk from like the infection and like trying to have her way with him and like she like just like shoots herself with like a penicillin shot and then it's it's like this like drunk sex and stuff it's like like all the other sex times they have together it's like very romantic and and perfect and this one's kind of more like like couples who like are (laughs) goofy with each other yeah and then i think it's the first one too it's doggy style that we get to see that's consensual So that's why it's my favorite. <laughs> they go to Jamaica and they have this big party, this ball on the island. And the Frasers encounter some old allies here, including the guy who shows up freaking everywhere. <laughs> Lord John Gray. He is like wherever Jamie but he's goes. always a welcome. Like, it's always so good to see him when he shows up uh, ever since like we met him. And this happens even further on in the show, but whenever he shows up, you're just happy to see him. So anyway, Gayla's Duncan. Um, she has young Ian and she tries to be all flirty with him and stuff at first. And all weird and stuff. Um, and then Claire finds her at the ball and is like, what the effing heck is going on here, Gayla's? You did. You were supposed to be dead, but you're here. You've like become this like supreme ruler. <laughs> this like lord of these you have like henchmen that work for you now. But yeah, so she's like, what the heck? How did you get here? And Galus is her like normal, weird, cryptic self. And Jamie's wearing this wig. I know. <laughs> And I'm just the whole time. I'm just scratching my head. I know. Like, ah, itchy, Ugh. itchy. And but at this party too, we had met this uh, woman who could tell the future back in oh, Scotland. Yeah. That uh, Claire was concerned she had like some sort of mental illness that her uh, brother was taking advantage of her for exploiting to, her. Yeah. yeah, and she's there, and she she is someone who had given a prophecy to Galus about having to kill. 100 year old baby for uh the rightful prince who she wants bonnie prince charles on the throne for that to happen but that doesn't make any sense but the gem she needed the three stones blue stones too from that treasure Mm -hmm. and one of them she got the treasure Mm -hmm. from her men but the stone to actually use so if you remember like anytime claire has gone through the stones her gem or whatever she has on like explodes or goes away um, after she goes through. So you need one of those to go through right. the stones. And that blue one that John Gray has is the one that Jamie that, gave to him. Yeah. That Jamie gave to him when he, uh, when he first escaped back from the prison is the one she wants. So she ends up like setting up this elaborate fortune telling thing to get the stone from John Gray. Um, and she ends up getting it there. And, and leaving and then but they end up then following her back and Claire ends up finding out that she has Ian with her right. she's lying 
She's pretending right. to be her friend. Um, Jamie gets arrested for a little bit, uh, but John Gray ends up getting out of it. And it's that it's the yep. captain from the ship that Claire was right. on. And again, I love like, to when John Gray is just like, so you have nothing. You're just going to exactly. arrest a man and you have no warrant. You have no proof. You, know. you have no charges. I know. He just goes all out on him. I loved it because he's it, like a governor here, I think. Right. Yeah. That that captain you kind of liked before, but you, then kind of when Claire was trying to escape and warn her husband and he knew this, he stopped her and was like, sorry, but like this is a promotion for me. And it's yeah. like you kidnapped her and then she worked on your ship and made it better. And you're still being a dick. Like, yeah, so yep, it, it yep, felt yep. really good for him to get put in his place here by uh, John yeah. Gray. So anyway, Galus did need that stone, right? Yeah. And so she had the whole weird thing happen where she had John Gray be red and they swipe the stone away, right? Yeah. Then she ends up and she, and she wants to go do a ritual and she thinks that you need a human sacrifice to go back yeah. through the stones. And so if you remember, she killed her husband. Right. She left from the 60s to go back. So she was planning on using Ian then as that sacrifice because he's not yeah. a virgin. Apparently, so she had sex with him, but like all the other virgins that she was capturing, she was just fucking and killing. So with him, yep. she's going to fuck, but kill as a sacrifice instead. Right. Uh, way better. So a little Lucky. different, a little yeah. different. Claire and Jamie go after them. They run into this crazy J Jamaican. Uh, I think it's freed slaves who are like performing this ritual thing with yeah. an alligator head. It's freaking wild. Drinking chicken blood. Yeah, it's, it's kind of reminds me of like a Viking, like a weird Viking ceremony thing, like from Vikings, yeah. if you've ever seen that. Yeah, it's and, crazy. And then who else is there is old Willoughby. And he's, yeah. he apparently just hooked up with the fortune teller chick and they end up fighting with her husband. He ends up getting killed by, yep. by everyone there. <laughs> So, um, I mean, oh well. Uh, yep. <laughs> Claire and Claire. Jamie run after yep. down, and it's this, they. It's actually a cave where the stones are, yeah. the time travel stones. Claire can hear the buzzing, so she knows. Then, oh, like and oh, it's this, close. Yeah, and it's like this pool of water on the floor too. Um, it's not like how the stones are, like Stonehenge. More it was weird. Yeah, Scotland. It's a little different, which is cool. I I like. It was cool. Yeah. the mythical stuff of the show and yeah. i hope we learn more about that as the show goes on we actually see this like portal develop though mm. which is kind of crazy and um so galus is she's about to kill uh she's like pouring like gasoline on ian or something right mm. or whatever it is at the time i think she got Just gasoline some... from uh like the the local sheets or something yeah, i think she went to the shell station down shell. the road um she filled up one of those portable tanks and then like just... lugged it all the way <laughs> claire comes in and they just fight this is a pretty crazy part because she like she... and what she's trying to get to the future for is because she figured oh, yeah. out that the hundred year old baby is claire's child that she had yeah. gone back to the future because she claire she ended up telling her, her yeah yeah she had a and picture she, and she was trying to convince her that that that's why she was there because she was trying to be friends with galus or or convince her to let 
Ian go. But then by doing that, she showed that she had a hundred year old baby, a baby that was conceived in the forties born in or born in the 1700. Galus was like, (laughs) a hundred years old. Uh, a 200 year old baby whatever it is whatever it is 100 what, right what it was whatever it was whatever whatever it was i don't know 200 year old so but anyway so that's why she's trying to go through the portal and her plan is then to go there and kill brianna to restore prince charles to the throne because that would make sense by killing someone in the future the past will change right Carry the two. I don't freaking know, dude. I'm not the time travel expert. This makes no, this, there's no time travel logic there, I think. But, but Galus is like, motives are still like to free, make sure her people are free and like to, because even when she was in her original time, she was like, wasn't she like still? supporting the jacobite cause or whatever yeah. or, she's like our uh, bonnie prince yeah it's like so she's still trying to change history she's still trying to change time mm-hmm. claire just like i ain't having none of this all right slice machete just machete slices her neck and they show it and like it's just listen listen i don't think galus is gonna be surviving this one not could be time. wrong. <laughs> so anyway, you know, problem solved. Kill him. You know, dry off. Get 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 Ian a towel. Uh, and <laughs> Ian goes out to have a cigarette, cigar, or a pipe, and just explodes. <laughs> they get back on the boat. They're gonna go and the plan is um, to go back to Scotland. Now they've got Ian. They want to get back, take him back to the fam. But then a giant storm happens, just like a mm-hmm. tsunami. Mm-hmm. Wrecks the boat, sends them into the water. They end up actually on land. And it turns out they are on Georgia. In America. In America, baby. America. In the U.S. of A. Now the show's getting good. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's about fucking time. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Why weren't we in this show from the very beginning? Yeah, that's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. So we go into the USA in the day of the colonies, which is very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pre-revolutionary war. Pretty awesome. So that's going to be exciting to watch in the next season. But that's where it ends. It's like they zoom out from the shore of Georgia. But they, they zoom out and that's it. That's, that's season three, baby. That's season three, season baby. Three. That's it, baby. That's it. that's it. So much happens this season. There's a lot of time jumping, but they did it smooth. They did it right. There was some amazing emotional moments. Uh, just some good story moments. And now we're at this point where it's like, okay, the whole world is open now, you know, yeah. like. I think one of the things too, I was just I didn't understand is how did Claire know that that was like she had that connection to the bones, you know? Because it, it turns yeah. out it was Galus then. It was, it was Galus's bones, and it was her who she lopped the head off of. 
And then well, well, Steve, was... well, Steve, Steve, that's because <laughs> that's because it had already happened, Steve. So <laughs> she had gone, even though she hadn't gone back in time yet at that point, she actually had gone back in time in the past, which <laughs> in a different timeline, you just don't understand time travel, bro. I don't. I don't. It's bro. really, it's really confusing because, like, when you think about it theoretically, like it would have already happened. Claire would have already done it, so she has this memory, even though she hadn't gone back in time yet. But life's a cycle, I guess. So, time travel's weird, man. Be stuck in a paradox, man. It's just a paradox. Stuck in a paradox. Yep. So anyway, that is season three. Let us know what you thought of season three in the comments below. Um, and we'd like to hear your thoughts on the season. Let us know if we missed anything. A lot happens in these seasons. So there's, we're sure there's some stuff we did not talk about today. Thank you to everyone who has been uh, keeping up with us and wondering where we've been. Uh, just some huge personal life changes have been going on. And we are getting back into it, though. We are yes. sorry we have been gone. And thank you, though, for watching or listening to this. And make sure to stay tuned because we are going to be active again. We're getting back into it. That's right, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Screen baby. Chronicles forever. Screen Chronicles. Let's go. 100 more years. 100 more years of Screen Chronicles. 100 more years Screen Chronicles. 100 episodes Chronicles forever. www.screenchronicles.com. Stephen Colbert going to be talking about podcasts forever. They're going to be watching shows forever. A hundred more years, Colin. Hundred more years of Screen Chronicles, baby. Hundred more years of the Screen Chronicles, Colin. Yeah. It's like we always say. Goodbye.